Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. All right, in the first half, some hot jitterbug dance talk and a revelation that'll blow your mind. We'll do the news early as well. First, let's say about Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, you do one or the other, right? Now you want to get your bundle happening. And you do that with Geico. You take your automotive policy and you bundle it up with your homeowners or renters insurance. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your house already. So what do you do? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save when you get your bundle working and how easy it is at Geico. That is Geico.com. Get ready. Coming to podcast one. It's the Kelly Osborne and Jeff Beecher show. Oh my God. Do you remember opening night when Mick Jagger crawled out on his hands and knees because someone turned on the smoke machine and that was broken and the whole club almost got you evacuated? With your accent, you're like, oh no, Mick Jagger. <laughs> Continuing the Osborne tradition, host Kelly Osborne. There are days where I wake up and I think that I'm wonderful and I love myself. Bringing a fresh dose of truth. And there are days that you wake up and you feel like you're not good enough to even walk out of the door. Joins best friend and Beecher's Madhouse creator, Jeff Beecher. For everyone that listens, it, you're never stopping fixing your head. It's a constant work, it's just like exercising. In a raw, real, and crazy, unforgettable podcast. The whole thing for me with this was, you're so right, Jeff, was like we had to fix our heads because we were both... Insane. Timmy was a hoarder. Do you know about this, Donnie? Yeah, I heard the story. They let him live in the hard rock, and he wouldn't stop eating off the room service plates outside the people's table. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today. Bill O'Reilly, with Gina Grad on news, and Bald Brian on sound effects. And now, asking you to stop listening if you referred to yesterday as Star Wars Day. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on a mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for telling a friend we love that about you, right, Gina Grad? That's all right. Handball, Brian. I need a fucking hit of cocaine right now. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk to Bill later in the show about uh, killing the mob. I delved into it a little bit. Very interesting, the role the mob has uh, played in this, uh, our society. And uh, Bill made a statement. It's kind of true. The single most destructive force in our society. Yeah. You know, we kind of think of terrorism or legs or COVID yeah. or something, but the mob. Well, and this is so interesting because for someone like me who loves, not love, but is very drawn to the glamorization, you know, the Sopranos, a Godfather, Goodfather, you know, we love that culture and the cinematic culture, but you know, what really is going on? I, I think that's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, we definitely kind of glorify them, but yeah. uh, they are no bueno. All right. So a uh, couple things. First, uh, oh, you were literally talking about the mafia. 
Sorry, the I mafia. I thought you were talking oh, about I'm like sorry. the woke mob. Because <laughs> no. that's no. very on brand for Bill O'Reilly. I just no. assume you're talking about the woke mob. No, and then killing. you're like the most destructive. I'm like, oh, good. Sorry, we're fight against <laughs> organized crime in America. <laughs> that's yeah. why I got him in a face. The second most time. destructive force. I'm like, really? Well, that's that's playing out. But in that's plan B. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> in 20 years. Okay. We'll Thank talk Christ. About, I was like, where are we going with this? In 20 years, we'll talk about how destructive the woke mob is. But for now, we're the okay, infants. The, mo- we're Cosa the, Nostra. Inf- the Cosa yeah. Nostra. Yes, of course. All right. Yeah. And in uh, breaking news, I was uh, listening to that fucking song that they have to keep playing by Wham, Wake Me Up. Before oh, you go, go. go. I, there's no re- no need. There's plenty no, of good songs awful. from the eighties, right? Awful, awful song. Not even a tool tune. That's a guilty pleasure. If you like that, that's that's. It's on a you. guilty yeah. feat. It's got no <laughs> rhythm. How does it start? Maybe, like maybe do the bug. Do the bug. That's maybe it, yeah. the. Maybe Wham has caused more destruction <laughs> to America than it's even the mob. Wham. Killing Wham. It's called Wham. So um, they're crushing things. I was listening. So he's talking about Jitterbug. Mm-hmm. We go to Jitterbug. Um, he's singing about Doris Day. We never knew Michael, uh, George Michael was gay. Yeah. He's singing about Doris <laughs> Day? You make the sunshine yeah. brighter than Doris Day. Oh, wow. Um, then I had this realization. This song's from 1984. Mm-hmm. Starts off with the Jitterbug. Right. Talking about dancing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Doris Day. Doris Day. Um we are further away from this song now, yeah. from 1984 to now, in years, than this song was away from the jitterbug. The actual, <laughs> the actual jitterbug. jitterbug. The actual right. jitterbug. That's how old wow. we are. That's that how is, fucking old we are. Terrifying. That's how close to death we all are. George Michael is dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't abide by this. I, I mean, when I would hear the song, you got a jitterbug. I was like, oh, that's a by God. I mean, grandparents. Seemed, it was like we barely had talkies. Mm-hmm. You know, we were World War Two yep. and Doris Day. Turn it up. Yeah. Wow. We are. I mean. The jitterbug started a long time ago, but it was that. when I went and looked it up because I had to do the research. <laughs> I was like, jitterbug. When is the jitterbug? And it was mostly pictures from like the 40s. Wow. And uh, people doing the jitterbug. I'm ignorant. That makes me feel Like very the old. Charleston was done to a specific dance. Was the jitterbug done to a specific jitterbug song? dance? Called the a jitterbug? Song, jitterbug song. Uh, as best I could tell, it was an urban thing okay. before urban was a word right. and, and that was an old man's phone it was a crazy yeah. swinging i forgot about it but photos of like healthy black women throwing the guy around oh, oh like spinning the guy around and wow. stuff mexipana can uh, can look for it. but it was crazy jive yeah dance before we couldn't it, do it yeah we couldn't do it but but the jitterbug hmm? It was closer God, to 1984 when the so song was uh, made. Yeah. Um, let's also not so forget close. that he wore a crop top or a half shirt that said "Choose Life" mm-hmm. in the video. And also that whenever we have a conversation like this, it always makes me think of Dazed and Confused because mm. that was the 70s. I was like, my parents. That, no, 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 no. That was much closer to when that film was made than we are to that film. Oh yeah. If you really want to contemplate your own mortality think back to high school when i was in high school like let's say i was a junior in Mm -hmm. high school if you go back from now to when i was a junior in high school and then when i was a junior in high school when you went backwards Mm -hmm. 
you think about guys in the 50s right. who were at this high school, the late 40s or however mm-hmm. f- far away it is. Old times. That was like crazy times. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't seem like it had anything to right. do with anything. Also, was it the technology? Like, is it all those pictures were black and white with guys with pomade in their hair and they're wearing suits to school yeah. and stuff? Was that, I mean, are kids at North Hollywood High right now looking back to the class of oh. 1982 and going, those yeah. guys were ancient. Well, for the very idea that they're looking for, they're looking at it at a hard copy of a photograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it seem yeah. old. Yeah. We're talking about Dead Poet Society. Yeah. That was the whole scene. It was like the, the ghosts of years past. They were 20 years before. You like movies, Brian? I do. Has it come <laughs> up before? Well, <laughs> and you know, they do this a lot on Facebook and things that you know just come up on your feed. And when they colorize old pictures mm-hmm. or old videos, oh. it is so great because like you said, you know, what is it? What? what well, it looks old because it's black and white and the, the uh, speed of the actual yeah. frame is weird. Mm-hmm. But they, when they, they sync it, it, yeah, when they sync it right, you're like, oh, these were actual people. Chris, find the one of the snowball fight that's making all the That's what I'm talking about. There's a snowball fight from like the, like 18, they're, 1910 They're or natty dressers. That they colorized. And, well, and they adjusted sped up the, the time. Oh, so it looks like modern day. Right. Do you see They Shall Not Grow Old? Speaking of movies, They Shall Not Grow Old? Uh, no, I'd heard about it's it. It's awesome. The it. colorized, restored World War One documentary. About oh, oh yes, yes. Sorry. I did, I did see it. See, sorry. doesn't that look yeah. like Something that was shot on a back lot. This is yeah, like 1895 or something. <laughs> yeah, they're watching a, a snowball fight that yeah. looks like they put they got in period guard. Right, and the dude in the penny farm he's about to get smoked. <laughs> I love it. By the way, now everyone would be sued. There'd yeah. be a hate crime. They'd have the Targeting. DOJ oh. would get involved. That there was uh, one fun. black or Hispanic kid oh. that got hit with the snowball, sure. and the white kid threw it. It, it. it would all be over. All right, uh, and. Um, other weird coincidence is um, we were talking about Kelly Donahue, the Jeopardy guy. Mm-hmm. The three-time champ? Yeah, the three-time the white, champ. The racist? Yeah. So Who did, again, he did the one, then he did the two, mm-hmm. then then he did the three. So then we took the screenshot. Then we took the screenshot. Um, so he offered a sort of an apology, which I always argue is part of the problem. You have to tell these nut jobs to shut the fuck up. You can't just go like, I was horrified. Yeah. Like, you were horrified? Shut up. <laughs> it, you're, you're sort of semi-owning it, but Dawson has it. And then, just yesterday, I ran into a couple other folks flashing the white supremacist sign. Oh, really? oh my oh, God. Yes. Oh, boy, it's everywhere. People you haven't know? heard about it. Oh, yeah, big oh. names. Oh, I don't like big this. Names. Here we go. Sorry, Dawson. This is what Kelly Donahue said last Thursday. I'm truly horrified with what has been posted about me on social media. I absolutely, unequivocally condemn white supremacy and racism of any kind. People who know me personally know that I am not a racist. But for the public at large, it bears repeating. I am not a racist. And I reject and condemn white supremacy and all forms of bigotry for the evil they are. Or it, you're going into the cornfield, yeah. fatty. <laughs> it's shameful to me to think anyone would try to use the stage of Jeopardy to advance or promote such a disgusting agenda. During the taping of my fourth episode, I was simply raising three fingers to mark my third win. There was nothing more I was trying to indicate. I deeply regret this terrible misunderstanding. Why? You didn't do anything I wrong. I didn't do anything. This, and by the way, the people that are accusing you of it know you didn't do anything. That's the Orwellian right. part we're in now. And when you then have to denounce 
things that you never endorse. Look, um, everyone's default setting is they do not endorse white supremacy or racism. That is a, a default Blanket setting. If you statement. then yeah. get caught with a hood, clan hood right. on and a frat party or in a picture, yeah. maybe make a statement. Figure but you yeah. do not have to then explain to everyone you're not. Because yes. the more of that we're doing, the more we think this may be a default setting that people are this way and you have to undo your, mm-hmm. your setting. It's like nobody is a, a pedophile until they're a pedophile. You don't have to explain that you're not. Right. Wise words. <laughs> yes. And it also makes you think you're living amongst pedophiles. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I've said before, I wish there was a rule that a, a new band couldn't get famous off of a cover. I also believe, and I think we've talked about this before, if you didn't see it. You shouldn't it, be able to win Jeopardy if you're a white supremacist. Yes. Oh. Thank you. If you didn't see it, if you didn't see it live, like if that's not your jam, you're not a Jeopardy watcher, you don't get to weigh in. If you just see a screenshot on Twitter, sit out, sit down. It's not part of your, it's, you don't need to concern yourself with it. I didn't see 9-11 live, Gina. Should I not be upset about that? Um, I did. (laughs) I, (laughs) I was then watching TMZ last night and found a very popular rapper. Travis Scott, who was out, the whitest name ever. out celebrating, although I don't remember this part, Max Pata. But anyway, we'll see if we see it. Uh-oh. I mean, they have whole family, so I don't oh, think it's pa- anything. Pause it. Oh, is he giving the white power? Yeah. He's giving the white power. Oh, uh, the high the sick high whatever it is. Yeah. Well, he's giving the A-OK. Yeah. Oh, is his, oh, yeah, I couldn't see his hand. You're oh, Brian, right. please. Yeah, yeah. He's got the three fingers out. Yeah. Feels very white supremacist. Yeah. To and me. deliberate. <laughs> Look at him, Brian. Wake up. Bury my head Wake up, sand. sheep. <laughs> you think... You think you got to look like a guard at a concentration camp to be white supremacist? Well, I previously it's in, thought that, yes, you did have to be. It is woven into the fabric and DNA of this society. It's weird that you'd be a white supremacist. It but does not, not white. know one color. <laughs> it's right there in the name. <laughs> You know, you don't understand. I, I'll look after the show. I'll explain to you what racism is. But okay. anyway, Travis Scott evidently well, this is troubling and is, problematic. Is involved with this, and then uh, I opened my computer, and uh, Amelia Island, who does the big car show, had uh, sent me uh, a thing. Bobby Unser, oh, yeah. the great race car driver, has uh, has passed away. Is that ninety? Like eighty-seven or something like that. I think we have a uh, the picture. Uh, the picture Amelia Island said. Now, oh no, his fingers may not be exactly how you, but well, I'm seeing know three what in the air. That's the old way. Yes, he's old school. <laughs> yeah, he's one. Now, look, some would argue uh, that he's holding the three fingers up because he won Indy three times. Yeah, but well, I the, the number three car. Right? I don't buy it. Oh really? No. Uh, no, <laughs> this is a major issue for me. <laughs> Can't take the chance. We need right. to go to 8chan. Yes. Uh, speaking of that, don't you have a, a sexual harassment uh, oh. questionnaire that you've been sitting on for a little while? Yeah, let me uh, pull it up. I I'll, didn't I'll buy you a perfect. second. Well, if we want to reset, too, because uh, a few a few com- few months ago we did what we, we had to take in California on the online test, and Kaylin could throw a... Throw up one of these ones too, so we can it. revisit it. So this is a picture of a female construction worker. 
Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, I remember the, that. Yeah, the slide says, I'm Kaya. scenarios. Yeah, I work on a construction site as an engineer. Often male employers make crude comments about women they see walking down the street. The construction workers make comments about women's breasts and buttocks and whistle and catcall all women, uh, catcall at women. They talk about their sexual conquests over the weekend, often, <laughs> often showing nude pictures of the women they slept with on wow. their phones. Oh, boy. All of this makes me very uncomfortable. I asked my cohorts to stop this raunchy talk. The men told me to stay out of their business. I feel very hurt. <laughs> really? That takes place in California? Yeah. Bunch of guys. First off, I've been on a thousand construction sites in Southern California. Nobody speaks English. <laughs> the English is not the language that is used yeah. on a construction site. So they're not throwing the word conquest around? Not conquistador. Oh, okay. But not conquest. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, they don't speak English. It's not even a, it's not even a, a thing here in SoCal. I mean, I don't know. If it, maybe it's a post-pandemic thing or whatever it is. But I walk around construction sites, like you know, building houses in the neighborhood and stuff like that. It is. It's ninety-seven percent Hispanic at this point right. here. It, that's pretty much what it. it what, when I used to do it, it was. 50 so when i used to do construction it was 50 percent hispanic 50 percent white mm-hmm. zero black zero asian okay that's what the construction sites look like now it's 90 something percent hispanic um because when i did it the supervisor guys were white and the workers were kind of were the hispanic guys mm-hmm. now the Hispanics have been doing it for so long that they're the supervisors. That's a good so you thing. see the older yeah. guy on there sitting in the truck, you know, in his 50s yeah. or 60s. He's running the show because right. he was working on my job site as right. a laborer. I used to work with the young Adam Crowell. Back I when I did, oh, they're Baltazar and probably never stops talking about it. Baltazar. It's a good name. Remember him. Baltazar Getty. Yeah. I saw him in a documentary. <clears throat> did he? Is he saw, with us? I think he's dead. Yeah. Um, sorry. Do you have the, uh, were you able to pull the thing? I up? have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after we did that, uh, that uh, bit, this woman reached out to me named Nicole and she wrote, I'm listening to an old podcast, uh, episode. Okay. So telling, going over it. You're going over sexual harassment questions. I was dying laughing per usual. It made me think of a question I had for my job. I screenshotted it and sent it to my husband because it was so insane. Thankfully, I still have it. Wanted to share with Ace, but wasn't sure how or where. Thought he'd get a kick. This is from Nicole's job and it's uh, preventing workplace harassment for employees and uh, it gives a scenario and it says consider the following scenarios select could be or probably not for each Gary is a gay man who has (laughs) not sorry sorry Gary is a gay man who has not obviously declared his sexuality (laughs) right please how do we know (laughs) I could use that Gary, he has not declared it. No, not publicly. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me just get through this. Very swish. Sorry. <laughs> stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, Down uh. the top, very clean. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Did he wear the Choose Life t-shirt and the dolphin shorts <laughs> The halfsies, the halfsies mm-hmm. shirt. Gary is a gay man who has not obviously declared his sexuality. Paul. Uh, young money, cash money. <laughs> Paul, a co-worker, considers himself as heterosexual, uh, he considers himself as he- heterosexual, but is sometimes, when intoxicated, experimented sexually with other men, including Gary in one instance. Uh, I got bad news, Paul. <laughs> You're gay. 
Embarrassed by this, Paul tries to reassert his heterosexuality by posting a message on their company intranet discussion board that effectively outs Gary. Are Paul's actions regarding Gary harassing? Could be or probably not. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Is Paul a top or bottom? Because I'm going to that's going to factor in. Oh, that's a good question. You know, you're gay for saying that. If he mounted Gary, then that's a that's a totally different situation in Is my it? book. Oh yeah. Okay. I like that people have to cook up these scenarios. I grew up in America where it was like <laughs> If Tammy had three apples yeah, and Bobby right. had seven apples, <laughs> now it's if Gary's butt-fucking Paul on a train, and that train's going 60 miles an hour, and he can't get to uh, the west side before he comes, how big a load would he drop on Gary's back? Can he love you half as much as I? <laughs> this is it. We are falling apart at the fucking seams here, people. Jesus Christ. She probably can't say where she works, right? Um, well, hold on. This is uh this is quite the scenario. <laughs> uh so No, she doesn't say. All right, so I've never heard the word nipple said with such anger. Paul Gary, <laughs> please. So Paul gets drunk on weekends and blows Gary. Right. But then he sobers up on Monday morning. Yeah, and he's freaked out. So he wants to assert his masculinity. Right. And out Gary. And out Gary. But that doesn't seem strategically wise for the guy who was blowing <laughs> Gary earlier in the week, right? No, you're right about I that. Because I feel like you want to be on Gary's good side. Yeah, I think Paul's kind of panic firing. Paul needs to show up Monday morning with donuts for Gary. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really we buddy will up. put the whole world on its knees and screw it from behind. Oh my god! And and uh, is this a prevalent thing? <clears throat> show, show of hands. Any of you guys gotten drunk on weekends and uh, blown Gary? Weekends? No. 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 Okay. Where, I think Gary might be here. <laughs> I think he might have thoughts. All right. So Gary's gay, but he's not out. Mm-hmm. Well, he's out to Paul. Well, yeah. probably not. Yeah. Paul, Paul knows. gave him a rim job. Right. So he's out. To Paul. to Paul. These are unnecessary details. But, but he, yeah. <laughs> well, I read the whole pamphlet. She's just going over the beats. Yeah, this is just the highlights. She's, she's going over the broad Top strokes level. here. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and now Paul is uh, posting stuff about his masculinity. Well, he's he's trying to assert his heterosexuality by by redirecting the focus to Gary. Like, you know, Gary's gay, right? Ah. Uh, and this is on, this is on <laughs> the on. company website? Yeah. On the discussion board. Does the company make butt plugs or <laughs> do they, they're like an engineering company? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like a widget it's a factory. Flashlight. Yeah. Okay, because I, I don't know. I, I would probably argue that any <clears throat> talk of sexual proclivities on the company website. Found upon. Uh, but again, if you're making mm-hmm. strap-ons right. or butt plugs yeah. or chairs, r- wicker pussies. chairs that hang from chains with a hole oh, right. in the bottom of them, you know, if that's your Sex that's wings, your, so. if that's right. your com- that's how you're paying the bills, yeah. then maybe you know there is some context to some sex talk. Yeah, there's room for it. On there's room for it, but if you guys are a flooring company, right, or you do acoustic ceilings, <laughs> right. it's inappropriate. 
or you sell sheetrock. It's less appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's less appropriate. Upon. So I would have to agree in, in this scenario. I don't. I don't think uh, Paul should be uh, outing oh, Gary. Good. Whew. We really took the scenic route, but I'm glad probably you saw, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sa- I'm glad you saw reason. Yeah, I see. I see reason. I I, I rarely side with the with the man in this one. Yeah, I'm going to say the well, man. I mean, who's in charge? Not Paul, but fucking Gary. Okay. Is there any other scenarios? Uh, no. That involve a Gary? Yeah. <laughs> or a Kalen? Or a... And, and also, did they have to use the alliteration like gay Gary? <laughs> right. Lived. Yeah. Uh, he was pleasuring Paul. Yes. He was eating albacore in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. I mean, it could be Gus. Yeah. 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 Gay Gus. This is something I'll take up with Nicole, the listener. Please. I hope that uh, satisfied her. All right, let's see. What else did I write down? Oh, <clears throat> wrote this down. I was thinking about this. Um, two things. Evidently, the comedy store is uh, getting back up and running. So they're doing like available dates for the people who've been made at the Ooh. comedy store. So they're calling out for that. So that's nice. I was just kind of <laughs> waiting to see what was going on. Had a discussion with Brian off the air about uh, working out. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. I'm I'm surprised. The adage was comedians need to constantly work out, or they're going to lose their sharpness uh-huh. on stage. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after personal experience of not working out, not losing my sharpness, and then of talking to many comedians who've come through here who agreed they yeah. didn't. We're all working under this pretense of you got to work out like three, four days a week, otherwise minimally, otherwise you're going to lose it. Right. And then I realized, I think it's because we say work out because it's very Mm. true that if you just, if it's true that you work out three or four days a week or whatever it is or every day or whatever it is. And it is very true that if you stop for two months and just did it once every two months, that's the way you physically worked out. You would start atrophying pretty, pretty quickly, but it doesn't seem to work that way with the standup. Do you think funny? Do you guys think it's a holdover from, from the life of a young comedian? Like when you're like first developing your material and stuff, you got to like, Literally working. Yeah. They say you gotta, you know, you gotta go out six nights a week right. to multiple clubs and blah blah blah. But like once you get to be established or you've been doing it for twenty years, maybe it's not quite as important. To Tell that, that to Leno. <laughs> I think it's one of these but again holdover. Yeah. I think it's one of these things that we just went along with. Like you eat Chinese food and you're hungry. Twenty minutes later, <laughs> we all just kind of went, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But I don't do that, which no. I don't feel that way about. I order too much Chinese food normally right. and eat too much, and I'm pretty fucking full but it's one of these things so and also it's an interesting thing because who when comedians are sitting around talking about you gotta work out every night you're gonna lose your edge who in that group's gonna raise their hand and go i never have to work out i'm great yeah it'd be like their dirty little secret Uh, yeah they're not getting up and also (laughs) you open yourself up to i saw your last set right you need to work out yeah but my point uh, proven. Yeah, it's it's probably true. Once you've you've done it more, you need to work out less. But uh, either way. But like you even said, like you know, if if uh, Jimmy's hosting the Oscars, he's pro- he he could. Although you know, he he, I think you said he doesn't. He could have taken that to the comedy store and worked it out, you know, beforehand or whatever. Like that's normal. But when you're just talking just just to do it, just to maintain, you're right. It, we don't hear about that. Um, also. Um, I was thinking about this. We were 
talking to Mike August earlier today about uh, cars detailing. What a shit show uh, like Venice has turned out to mm-hmm. be. I know a few people live there. My attorney lives there. Um, he bought like a two and a half, three million dollar house. There's people camping you know, on the sidewalk yeah. and Winnebago's Park, people dealing meth. And like, what a shit show. And then uh, we we're just talking about the sort of general <clears throat> let everyone out of prison and don't prosecute people for crimes under nine hundred and fifty dollars and all that kind of stuff. And um the pulling back of the police and murders going through the roof, I they're almost they went up like ninety three percent in Minnesota. Like just pull the cops out. That's what criminals criminals enter the void and and all these big cities, murders way up and everything. Yeah! And uh I said uh who was that? Fitz, he lives in, in Venice. Oh, Fitzy. He was actually yeah. a homeless guy in New York, but he lives in, right. he lives in Venice. So then I started thinking about it. I said, of course. I mean, that's that's the way criminals work. They're opportunistic. You know, Mexican drug cartels used to deal in weed. Then we mm-hmm. made weed legal and they switched to fentanyl. Yeah. They just switched to human trafficking. Right. Fentanyl. They're, that's how they work. That the, the sort of nature of a criminal is pull it back and we'll – well, come in. Well, yeah. opportunities, message. They get the message. Cops are pulling mm-hmm. out. Okay, good. Perfect. We'll come in. And that's what's going on. But I just said to Mike, I said, what if we just essentially declared war on parking enforcement, like defund parking enforcement? Like we are going to cut the budget. These guys are going to be scared to get out of their cars. We're going to pull these guys back. How long would it take for everyone just to start parking yeah, illegally? Parking I, in I the middle of the street. I would, this is exactly what Mike said. <laughs> I said, I would, I don't know if this is a compliment to your brain or not, but I said oh, yeah. to Mike, I said, how long before I just parked in front of a fire hydrant? Yeah. Like I, I'm going to a restaurant. There's no place to park on La Brea. I'm fucking parking in the red zone. And he just went, park in front of a high fire hydrant. You park in the street. Yeah. He yells at me. And I said, yes. And then I said, and we're law abiding. Yeah. Like, we're not criminals. But as soon as somebody said, we're pulling way back on no. this, we just naturally would do it. I no hear that. spots anymore? Absolutely. Right. It's just a spot. So that's just kind of how people work. And that's kind of how societies work. And uh, that almost, I mean, that's kind of another example of the lockdown, the pandemic, you know, like you gave, <clears throat> we were given oh, yeah. this time to, you know, cower inside. And that's exactly what we did. And I, I got tired. I gained weight. I got, you know, anxious oh. for no reason. I mean, I had a lot of shit going on, but like we all just kind of melted. I thought you were going to say literally parking enforcement. LA stopped enforcing Oh, that was parking. awesome. That yeah, yeah. was great. It was a car in front of my house for weeks. And it was oh, like, yeah. oh, nothing should be done about this. People, Sorry. people started speeding because yeah. the traffic was, oh, you know, it was glorious. Are, yeah, it was glorious. All right. Speaking of cars, Alcam, the always on personal vehicle security system providing constant confidence on and off the road, real-time connectivity and uh, leading technology. Even uh, when your car is off and parked, you have constant visibility wherever you are. Night infrared sensors, 4G LTE connectivity, uh, real-time live view, A1 surveillance and alerts, and real two-way talk. Look, Society's changing. People are getting pretty litigious. A lot of stuff out there. 
your version, their version. Just saw that whole thing with the cop, and he had his own cop cam mm-hmm. on him. But I think how that would have gone down if he mm-hmm. wasn't. You need to. Um, you need to. You need to get video representation of this stuff now. Alcam puts privacy first. Your video can only be seen by you with secure video storage in the cloud. From sharing HD video proof with friends or your auto insurance, uh, auto insurer, I should say, Alcam makes it easy to tell your side of the story always. This is a must-have in today's society. We have one here. Is a substantial piece of equipment. It's Alcam. Right, Dawson? Using the code Corolla20 gives Adam Corolla listeners $20 off any Alcam 5.0, one, two, or three camera pack. Shop it owlcam.com slash Corolla and use the discount code Corolla20 for $20 off. All right. <gasps> we'll take a quick break. <laughs> That's funny. Take we'll a take second. a quick break. Come back and do the news right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies. At Geico, Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Give me the news with crack, news with Gino Grad, breaking viral, weird crime protest politics. Give me news with Gina Grass, stuff they saw on TMZ, Joe Biden, Kamala, meet news with Gina, Gina Grad. The news with Gina Grad. I should tell everyone uh, Appleton is almost sold out, Skyline coming up uh, this Friday and Saturday. We'll do a live pod there and we'll do stand up there and uh, Kyle Dunnigan is going to be on Saturday and Mike found a German food place. Oh, in town. yeah, you in did. Wisconsin, in Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, so look out, pretzel. Go ahead. So officials familiar with the situation about um, Pfizer and vaccinating the youngins say that the FDA is planning to authorize the Pfizer vaccine for 12 to 15-year-olds as soon as next week. This will open the vaccination drive to millions more people. Uh, Pfizer's trial run with adolescents showed that the shot is as effective with that group as it is with their parents. It's believed that getting shots in the arm of children is key to reaching the herd immunity and uh, might start next week. Are they going? Are they ever going to go younger than twelve? You I think? Don't know. They, they never said younger than sixteen, and here we are. Well, so yeah. perhaps. All right. You get that like a booster shot when you're born. Like we had uh, Garriga sent me a text <laughs> at like ten thirty last night that said California. Sorry, maybe maybe Los Angeles, or maybe it was California. I can't. It was one or the other. Said, we've deaths? had zero deaths for LA, two, LA, County. LA County. Yeah, it was County. Not L.A. County. L.A. County has zero death for uh, two two days. So uh, are don't, we, please don't be three. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all going to have to put the symbol up. <laughs> That's but, significant. Um, are we uh, – it feels like we're at herd immunity then if we had zero deaths. For, they define oh, it differently, but I know what you're saying, which is we're, we're at the place we want to be, right? Zero deaths for two straight days. Well, I mean, if we keep it going for a little bit, yeah, I feel like we're there. And doesn't technically, and I, I might get the number wrong, but herd immunity has to be for this, yeah. what, 75% of the it's population? It's some weird definition. It depends <laughs> who's, 
you know, if you're talking about it and you're hearing about it from on the right, they're probably at 60 percent. If you're hearing about a left, it's 80 percent or 90 percent or something. So it's 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 kind of been politicized. I don't know if anyone really knows. But I don't know. It seems like 70, 75 percent. Just get the shot. Seems people. just get the shot. So do you think the kids will get it? Well, yeah, they're in that range. Because also, you know, Natalia was super worried about this. Maybe this will make her feel better. Yeah, she's done. Oh, she's over it? <laughs> oh, we're cured. She's back to partying with her friends. Oh. Yeah, she called me today. She goes, uh, she has this great uh, habit of like, uh, she, she called me today and she goes, can you pick me up at school today, one? And I go, no, I can't. I got to work. She goes, okay, bye. Oh. <laughs> I go, stop. I don't care, but I got a later list on, of people in, to call old man. <laughs> later on in life, that's going to piss off people. Yeah, the wrong person. Yeah, like when you're doing customer service <laughs> at the pottery <laughs> barn. I trust you and no, okay, okay got to go. <laughs> Although, wait a second, this is a chip off the old block. I know. You don't I like the li- lingering. No, I do. I I do like it. I I like the brevity. Yeah. Uh, there's an efficiency to Ballsy. it. Ballsy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's estate has beaten the IRS in a battle over the value of his name and likeness. They're they're winning left and right lately. According to the Wall Street Journal, U.S. tax court judge. Oh, my God. Know, I never really thought about it. But, you know, we always talk about, like, the winners and the losers and the stuff. And in these estates that are making 50 million mm-hmm. bucks a year after the real winners, the IRS. Of course. They're just money for nothing. Yeah, they're just for getting free. half of whatever he would have earned for the in perpetuity. Absolutely. And they didn't have to go to dance rehearsal once. Not one time. So the judge found that the singer's name and likeness were worth just over four million when he died in 2009. Four million? Not one hundred and sixty one million that the feds believed, though the IRS did win on. That's what the judge said on some minor points. The government, the government will get far less in taxes on Jackson's estate under this decision. Well, he was worth I mean, he overspent, I think. Well, he was in debt to like a Saudi prince or something, right? Yeah, remember oh. that doc? Do you remember no, that yeah, doc I, with him? And he, he went out with shit everywhere, buying shit. And, yeah, yeah, he'd go out and buy some Grecian urns but or that, something. But that has a value, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I kind of think what we're saying is, is he was worth. I, I don't know. Are we you celebrating? Know, when, when Elvis died, he was probably worth three oh, million right. bucks. This is what but yes. after he died, the songwriting and, and not the, liquid. They're I talking guess. about his name and likeness, wow. which is subjective. Oh. Hmm. But that's what the judge came up with. Low. Of course, the IRS is the, his biggest fan now. No, he was worth much more than that. He was a star. Oh, what Jocko here? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I know this judge. He's the guy who appraises every piece of property I've ever bought. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> appraise. Yeah. Yes. Sh- very shaming. Mm-hmm. A judge has ruled that uh, a, judge. a man who says Kevin Spacey sexually assaulted him in the '80s when he was under 14 must identify himself within 10 days so that a civil case against the actor can proceed. CNN reports that the man who's only identified as CD says he met the actor around 1981 when he was a student in Spacey's acting class. Uh, When he turned 14, he says uh, there was a sexual relationship with Spacey. I actually know who it is. Oh. I just escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. Help me. (laughs) God. Gary's got a lot to unpack today. 
Um, so, but the, let me just finish yes. this because since the the judge is telling him, uh, it, so okay, the judge said um, he ruled that the public has a legitimate interest in knowing the identity of this man, noting in this case that interest <laughs> interest is magnified because CD has made his allegations against a public figure. So he's saying if you want to go up against a public figure, we have to know who you are. So now CD's attorney says that he's emotionally unable to proceed with the action and will discontinue his claims. Um, you know, so he doesn't have to out himself. Pardon the pun, but is there not so much meat on Spacey's bone? Not these days. We these keep are from hearing the 80s. these stories, and then it turns out there wasn't. There was the one one where the guy could have been said the- his girlfriend was like filming him at the yeah. restaurant, and that turned out to be yeah. Anthony Rapp, who you know is a fairly famous guy, he mm-hmm. did say that when he was. 14 or underage yeah at a part like kevin Spacey got kind of drunk at a party and like i think like carried him to a bed or something like he definitely and and spacey apologized for that and said i'm you know i'm horrified i'm not racist i think there's fire where there's smoke here but maybe this was the era before there was a lot of you know just footage and cameras and proof like no texts you know what i mean this is when we're all doing the jitterbug back in the 80s right that's exactly right yeah i just i don't i mean i I understand. Here's the whole thing. It's kind of like the Cuomo thing. There, there's always going to be a pile of people who'll say we're at a party and he put his arm around me and he seemed. I felt, mm-hmm. I, I felt intimidated right. or something. But it's like five hundred of those stories is still kind of a zero. Y- right. You need an actual sexual assault yeah. like here's what mm. this person did this generally creepy times a thousand while we shouldn't celebrate it yeah. it doesn't really make you uh pri- it doesn't mean you need to Criminal. head to prison yeah right yeah. and and then that's kind of you know it's kind of the slippery slope of where we're at so it's like one person says cuomo but, but, touched her face at a wedding and kissed her. And then another person has come out. Now another person. But everyone who comes out is just telling a weird Al Franken sort of story that doesn't sound. Yeah. It just makes a person sound a little inappropriate, but not like a criminal. But I know Spacey's got stuff, but he's not. He's not been brought up on charges yes, or anything. He, has he crossed the line to any of our knowledge has into he, criminal activity? I, it doesn't feels he, like we've been talking about this for five years. We, oh, I don't, longer. Uh, is Absolutely. he going to prison? No. Uh, so maybe we didn't quite get but it right. It's funny because, um, you know, the, the first thing I think of when you say that, because you're right, is, OK, but then we just had a documentary about um, a little girl saying over and over and over again that her father, Woody Allen, has has sexually molested her a million times and everyone's like, eh, it's fine. But that, I mean, that's, that's a, that's an allegation. Yeah. And, but there's also a whole nother version of that too, that supports Woody With Allen. The brother, the random brother. I've heard lots of stuff about the, 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 the caretakers wouldn't testify or whatever. I mean, I'm not defending Woody Allen, but there Listen, is a, there is another another side to the story. I don't know. Yeah. We, the, the moral of the story is whether you're calling everyone 
a sexual predator or calling everyone a racist, you can't do it. You can only do it so long before we sort of lose track of who the actual sexual predators are and who the actual racists are. Can we at least call Marilyn Manson a sexual predator? Okay. I'd like to. I don't know. Okay. Let's find out. Investigators in L.A. are planning to reach out to another Manson accuser to see if he faces criminal charges, according to TMZ. Act, uh, this actress, um, she appeared on Game of Thrones, Esme Bianco, claims she was drugged, tortured, and raped by Manson over a period of time from 2009 to 2011. Oh. And her allegations include him cutting her with a Nazi knife during sex. I think it goes without saying without her consent. As a reminder, cops began uh, digging into the abuse allegations against Marilyn Manson, Brian Warner, in February following his ex, Evan Rachel Wood, going public with that that Twitter post or that Instagram post, um, Manson hasn't been charged with any crime. And now they're told that the LASD detectives will be doing more digging into Bianco's allegations to see if that's a potential criminal case. It's interesting. We're talking about Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Not down with the Nazi knife. Whatever, uh, whatever you, whatever we think of him and his relationship with his adopted daughter and whatever else. And his other adopted daughter. Um, he's incredibly talented. So there are these allegations floating around. He married Mitsuk, Kinchi, whatever, Sunni, Sunni, who they call something else. Sunni. Sunni. They married Sunni. But since then, he's made 28 films. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson, not really a fountain. Yeah, of been? creativity and talent. Didn't he just come out with an album? But to your point, like not couldn't tell you. Yeah, couldn't. he can he can be sidelined. Right, right. The the uh, or even uh, your Roman Polanskis. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll just all they'll go to France and then they'll make movies right, there. You know, right. we when people produce, they produce. Yeah, and we'll Michael sort of, Jackson. Yeah, we will. Hmm. We will. We will participate in their creative stuff, mm-hmm. even if we dislike them. You know, Chick Fil A. Right. Good luck telling people <laughs> to stay away from those sandwiches. But when you don't have the actual creative horsepower, mm-hmm. that's just a, like a raw talent mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, you can be put on yeah. a shelf. Stay in line. You know who is super creative, who is super talented, and I wish this applied to, is Kevin Spacey. I need Spacey in my life and movies again. The guy's a great actor. I agree. But when you're an actor... You are sort of at the whims of society. Sure. You, someone has to give you a job and they can pull you out of a movie and put uh, a plumber in it. Christopher Plummer in it. He can get Academy Award. Yeah. Or be nominated. I can't nominated. Remember, nominated for Academy Award. There's always, you know, you are essentially uh, Kaepernick trying to get back in the NFL. We don't necessarily need to give you a job. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? But. They're creating their own sport. You know, yeah. Woody Allen creates his own right. vehicles. He probably would <clears throat> have trouble being casted. And and you, you just will not be casted no matter how talented you are. Right. But you have to. But if you write and create and produce, yeah. then there's a place. The Mel Gibson rule. The Mel Gibson rule. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, Baltzar Getty, very much alive. Oh, good. I just saw him in a documentary. But the end of the documentary, was it was Kid 90 about yeah, was all great. the former child stars. That's great. They highlighted... Eight or ten of the people in the documentary who had died. Yeah. I just assumed he was one of them. Yeah. Sorry, Baltazar. <laughs> Where do we know him from? Uh, Florida Lord of the Flies. <laughs> oh, okay. He's, he's in a few things. Oh, right? that was like, God, that was like Tiger Beat come to life for a young Gina Grad. <laughs> oh, yeah. All those, Made her those a woman. Boys. All, they were all like, I mean, in the movie, they were what, 13, 14? I was a kid. Oh, 
Man yeah. meat. Okay. Caitlyn Jenner's first political ad in her attempt to recall and replace Governor Newsom is out now. And I have it. TMZ reports that Caitlyn brands herself as a dreamer and a compassionate disruptor, but she does not talk about the Kardashians. Very distant. Mm. Um, not only is there no mention of the TV show or the Kardashians, but uh, she's also not uh, she's not talking about her last name. There's no Jenner. There's no Kardashian. It's just Caitlyn for California. This is a three minute commercial. You just call your own out. Let's just get a taste of it. Out. Mm. I've always been a dreamer. Looking at her medals. California was once the envy of the world. We had what everyone else wanted. The American dream grew up here. Music's gonna change. Yet career politicians and their policies have destroyed that dream. It's been locked away, closed, shuttered, left in the dark burned down. The government is now involved in every part of our lives. They've taken our money, our jobs, and our freedom. The voice over to Tin Can. California needs a disruptor, a compassionate disruptor. I came here with a dream 48 years ago to be the greatest athlete in the world. Now I enter a different kind of race, arguably my most important one yet to save California. I want to carry the torch for the parents who had to balance work and their child's education, for business owners who were forced to shut down, for pastors who were not able to be with their congregation, for the family who lost their home in a fire, for an entire generation of students who lost a year of education. This past year has redefined our career politicians as elitists and the people of California as the warriors, the kings, All right. and the angels. First the off, vibe, if, the angels. If, if I went into a coma when I was 13 and <laughs> you just woke me up and showed me this, I'd be like, the fucking Wheaties guy? Who is this? Um, okay, good. I mean, anything's better than Newsome and fine and That good. should be the new tagline. Yeah, the tagline is... Uh, I mean, for me, it's it's a super simple equation. Uh, Carol Shelby came here in the early 60s so we could build cars. And Elon Musk left 10 minutes ago so he could build rocket ships. That's that's the transition yeah. that California undertook. It was a place of freedom. You come here and do your mm-hmm. business and let your freak flag fly. And now it's like you go to the beach and there's a sign that has 128 things of what you can't do on the beach. That's I, it. I think we just heard a campaign speech. I was gonna yeah, say, man. Do we have Randy Quaid's? <laughs> oh, next. It was well done, except for the voice. Uh, the The sound sound a little the tinny. Or tinny. Yeah. yeah. And is there... So... Yeah, uh, not a square foot closet. Caitlin, get in there. Newsom has a... Not anymore, Brian. She's not going to live there anymore. He has like a first oh, partner or something. I don't know what he has. His wife is... Oh, the first partner? The first partner. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know, anything but fix homelessness. Like, but, <laughs> but anyway, all right, glad we burned 10 calories on the naming of your wife. But what's Caitlin got? What do you mean? Like I mean, is yeah, I mean, is you Kate, watch TMZ? You should know. I know. I watch every night and I, I can't figure it out. I, I, I don't, thought she had a partner. I didn't even know what the partner would be. At this what, point, you would call the partner. 
know whether the, the partner, partner would be like Gary Smith over here. Oh, <laughs> I see. Or a, a gal like yourself. Do you I know see. Gary's gay, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that makes sense. Do we even know? Okay. Well, let's find out. I mean, listen, I have... Uh, I've talked to Dr. Drew about this a lot where he said, like, some people transition and then stay with their own sex or right. whatever. Absolutely. I, there's, all bets are off. Um, Nuts. I have no, I have no idea. Well, I don't someone, know if, if Caitlin's ever even declared anything about who. Well, I just put in Caitlyn Jenner partner and all these articles are coming up about Sophia Hutchins. Um, yeah, that's Sophia Hutchins. Gal pal. Is that a fellow? I mean, is that a transitioned person? Well, if you can't tell, what does it matter? Uh, I factor it in (laughs) at some point in the evening. This, uh, not, 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 not while we're eating the salad, but at some point it'll come into play. Um, Well, the partner looks, has a look like maybe there was some transitioning going on. That was my first thought. Yeah. Sophia's trans. There you go. Yes. So says. 25-year-old business owner and former Pepperdine University student. Um, and I'll see what year this is from, but the article says 25. Uh, this is from this year. She's 25. What does she own? And she's a transgender woman who speaks publicly about her experience. She's 25. Wow. I say Caitlin's still a dude. That's a dude move. That's yeah. a slightly less masculine I'm, Ivanka Trump. I'm she's right. very Ivanka. I'm seventy. <laughs> I'm he's what seventy two. Yeah, twenty five. There yeah. you go. It never gets out of you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, she should get some shit for that uh, that gap. But all right. Well, I don't know if hold on because I don't know if it's a if they're they're not they're, they're not together. Sophia together. has clarified that they are not and never were romantically involved. Well. Caitlin has prodigious breasts. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Okay, well, and you know, considering they're 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 bought, I mean, they're you know they're designed specifically. Yes, true, and I believe I have to look this up, but I think she had her jawline shaved for less masculine jawline. Mm. That's a it's quite an undertaking. Yeah. Well, I'm still confused. Yeah, I that don't didn't know. Help at all. This didn't help at all because then we found someone he wasn't, she wasn't with who used to be a, a male. Now I'm more confused than I was yeah. before you w- went well, led me down this it's path. It's a nomenclature because when you put in Caitlyn Jenner partner and then this this one comes well, up, is it to, business partner? Yeah, is it romantic partner? I think partner? you have to say boyfriend or something. Well, ha- but how would that apply? Up. Well, they've, they've been or pictured girlfriend. out hand in hand and they also live together in at Caitlyn's Malibu home. Well, this is curious. So a lot of people are assuming that. So. Oh, okay. All right. Good for them. All right. Those crazy young kids. They're gone. Mm. <laughs> also, it's got to be weird for her, the 25-year-old's parents, right? Because mm. mm. your son went off to Pepperdine. How's Danny now doing? your <laughs> t- daughter's dating what used to be Bruce Jenner. I mean, this, that's a that's a lot There's of confusion for the parents. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do one more. Gina All right. Brand. Well, let's stay on this train for a hot second because Willow Smith is polyamorous and proud. And that's according to her latest revelation on her mom's internet talk show, your favorite Red Table Talk. Oh, my God. So Willow and mom Jada and Gammy. The grandma talked about the rising interest in polyamorous relationships. Willow decided to open up about her decision to be polyamorous. And here's the How old is Willow? She's young. She's young. Is right. every 20-something polyamorous? Let's see. 
With polyamory, I feel like the main foundation is the freedom to be able to create a relationship style that works for you and not just stepping into monogamy because that's what everyone around you says is the right thing to do. So I was like, how can I structure the way that I approach relationships with that in mind? Also doing research into polyamory, the main reasons why monogamous relationships or why marriage, why divorces happen is infidelity. Uh, Will Smith has to burn that table behind the house because <laughs> I saw another episode where Jada was explaining, oh, yeah, I was fucking that young right, guy for yeah, a while when we were having a, hit a little rough patch the in our marriage. Friend. Yeah, Nothing good's coming no. out of that table for Will. <laughs> this That table has been a pox yeah. uh, upon that household. You're absolutely right. And the only headline we've seen from Will Smith is uh, a picture from either today or yesterday saying, I've never been in worse shape. And he has a beer gut. It's not going well. The table is not <laughs> served Will well. No. no, this is a meme now. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. Will getting the news. Yeah, don't mm. uh, – a word to the wise. <laughs> if your wife shows up one Saturday with a huge red table from Ikea, fucking take going. an axe to it on the front lawn. It's not coming into this house. Go Buffalo Bills fan on it. Yeah. God. Fucking off top rope. Yeah. Just just drop the elbow on it and go off the uh, top, the turnbuckle, because nothing good comes from that table. I think you're right. Um, but they were more informed than even Willow because the three women invited Gabrielle Smith on. She's a polyamory advocate to show uh, to to discuss her practices of polyamory. All right, let's bring it home, let's Gina Grad. Let's do that. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Gary is a gay man who has not obviously declared his sexuality. Gina, Gina Grad. That was the news with Gina Grad. Public.com investing. Oh, it can be so darn confusing. I mean, a lot of people want to get in and play in the stock market, but they're just intimidated and confused. So I got uh, one word for you. Or a word and a half. Public.com, the investing social network where you can buy stocks for any amount and share ideas with a community of investors. So they're really about taking people who are formerly too intimidated to get involved with it. And it is. There's terms you never heard of. It, it just seems, seems intimidating. And uh, bringing people in who may have formerly not wanted to invest, but should be investing in the stock market. Publics.com, public.com's mission is to make investing inclusive, educational, and fun. Free to use with no account minimums. Get started with as little as one buck. And when you invest with public.com, you're never investing alone. They make it easy to collaborate and build your confidence as an investor. So go to public.com slash Adam. And uh, follow me on public.com and see what I'm investing in. Right, Dawson? You can start investing today with as little as $1. You even get a free slice of stock when you join. Just go to public.com slash Adam to download the public.com app. Valid for U.S. residents 18 and over. Subject to account approval. See public.com slash disclosures. Not investment advice. All right. Bill O'Reilly has another in the killing series. And this is the mob, the fight against organized crime in you America. You gay, right? Oh, yeah. Well, uh... Bring him in and talk to him right after this. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business. 
empowering possibilities. Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details.